Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Hello and welcome back, my friend. This week, I have Andy Storch with me. Andy is, man, if you're working within corporate, within a business, this is your man. He is all about expanding and just finding where you're at, your dream job, and how to flourish. This man is your guy. You got you to gotta read his book, listen to his podcast. And yes, that is plural, not just one, but two. So, uh, you know, this man is efficient as well to have all that on his plate. So it is my extreme pleasure to bring to you today, Andy Storch. Andy, how are you doing today, my friend? Mike, thank you so much for that kind introduction. I am pumped. I just got done with a presentation to a big company all about this. And now I get to come here and have this conversation with you. I love it. I love what I do. Yeah. And it, dude, it shows. I love the title of your book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And the funny thing is, at one point, I thought I was working on improving myself to improve my career, but it all came back to who I was. So it's not like you can ever walk away. <laughs> and, yes. and it's like, you've got it so clearly put out there. So mm-hmm. um, would you mind sharing with us where you are as far as on the business side? We'll start there and then go to personal afterwards. Yeah. I mean, where I am business-wise, um, as you mentioned a little bit there, I'm, a, I'm an author, speaker, consultant. Uh, I do a lot of work in the corporate space. Um, I do a lot of work with uh, in talent development. So talent development, learning and development, training and development. Uh, I run a membership community called uh, the Talent Development Think Tank, where people you know, pay a monthly or annual fee to be in this community. And I host weekly calls and help people stay up on the latest trends in talent development. And then I've got this book that you mentioned called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And I do a lot of speaking in companies. I've got a training program I created from that, that I'm starting to build a business around and get into more companies as well as a course that I'm opening up, um, planning an Own Your Career virtual summit uh, for early November, 2021, which I'm really excited about. And um, I do a little bit of consulting and, and coaching as well, uh, but a lot of it's, it's all about the community, building communities. I've host, I host conferences when, when I can and events, um, and then I've got this book and, and do speaking and um, you know a lot of work with big companies, speaking, training, facilitation, that sort of stuff. And that's kind of the career that I've built for myself and that um, you know I left corporate 
consulting to go out on my own a couple of years ago as an entrepreneur. And uh, I'm, I'm still building. There's plenty of challenges, but I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. And it's really impressive how you continue to focus on like the business side, what you've built. But you are all about, if anybody watches you on social media, they're going to see NFTs, dude. It, it is like this other passion that you have that yeah. goes on. And it's, it's like you love sharing it with other people as well. That's, that's yeah. the other thing that it's not just like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm holding it close to the vest. But you're like, this is why I'm passionate about it. This is why it makes sense to me. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah. And that's, I think we should, it's great to have hobbies and passion projects. Right. And, um, I am planning on starting a third podcast that is about NFTs. And, um, if everything works out, that'll be launched by the time this is live, it's called my NFT journey. And, um, as I got into NFTs early in 2021 and have built up a portfolio and been researching and learning, um, and had some big successes and also made plenty of mistakes. I made one this morning and probably lost some money. Um, I want other people to learn from that. And uh, so it's not part of my business yet, but it's a, it's a hobby. It's a passion. And I also think it's something that is changing the world, is changing the economy. And I want you know my friends to, if you're not going to invest in it, which is fine, uh, just to learn about it. And I just love learning about new things, learning about trends, um, because you never know where they're going to go. And I think it's better to learn and be prepared than just do the old, like, ah, that doesn't concern me. Like I'm focused over here or whatever. Um, it's just good to know. It's good to know about that stuff. Yeah, totally agree. Can we touch on the personal side for you now? Yeah. So on a personal side, uh, I'm a husband uh, married to my wife, Courtney, for um, 18 years. And uh, we've got two kids who are seven and five. We live in Orlando, Florida. Um, we are very much into traveling and adventures and doing fun things together. And, um, you know, we have... I've done a lot of different stuff. Um, I'm also, you know, I would say well-connected. I've got a pretty big network. I've always loved having a lot of friends in a lot of different places, um, traveling and, and doing different things. And uh, I'm very much into health and fitness. I have been for a long time. Um, as you know, I've overcome some major health challenges earlier this year. And that kind of, um, you know, got me to double down on health and fitness and also change a lot of things. My perspectives have changed as I continue to learn um, and figure out what's best for me and and possibly best for others, although we're all on our own individual journeys. I'm also big on mindset, big on personal development, I'm constantly investing in myself and my own development, coaches, masterminds, courses, um, conferences, summits, all that kind of stuff. And also trying to provide more of that for other people. I share a lot of content on social media, both to you know support my business and you know, just to help and inspire people with the stuff that I'm learning and doing and, and trying to, I always figure, we talked about this last time, um, you know, we think about helping people. Most of the time I'm sharing advice on social media that I need or needed a few years ago. And so I know it can be beneficial for other people. Yeah. And it, I mean, we've talked about this where like you had shared with me just like what some people would look at as one simple app, you know, that being text expander where you put in these really abbreviated, abbreviated uh, shortcuts, but it's been such a game changer. And I think we often overlook that stuff on the impact that it'll have for others and just go, you know, we disqualify it. But I love the fact that you share that stuff. Hey, this made a difference for me. It may make a difference for you with the health challenges that you were facing earlier this year. Would you mind touching upon that? And that's that's been something I've doubled down on doubled down on yeah, <laughs> because, uh, you know, 
I was facing similar stuff where I just burned myself out with the hours I was keeping because of consulting. And uh, I think so many of us find ourselves unprepared at that point. How did you take the news when you found out? And then how did you work through that? Yeah. So I mentioned, I've always been into health and fitness. I didn't have necessarily the, you know, I didn't have the burnout issue. I was usually taking care of myself. So it was even more of a surprise uh, last year when I found out that I had cancer and uh, I was, I just published my book actually in uh, leading up to that in October, I was experiencing a lot of abdominal pain and discomfort. And I went to see a urologist and I had a lump on my testicle that turned out to be testicular cancer. Um, and so, you know, by the way, for anybody listening, men and women, if you find a lump that, you know, probably shouldn't be there on your testicle, on your breast, whatever it may be, like, go get that checked out. Don't be the typical guy like me and others who are just like, oh, this is probably nothing um, because it could be something. And for me, it turned out to be testicular cancer. And two days after I published my book in November uh, of 2020, I went into surgery and had my left testicle removed and had this, you know, was in recovery for many days after that. So I, you know, canceled a bunch of podcast interviews and wasn't able to kind of do the, the promotion that I wanted to do around the book launch. But I had a great network of family and friends that that came and came out and supported me. And I was hoping it would just kind of be, you know, have the surgery and be done. But it turned out that, um, you know, I did some scans and found out the cancer had spread to my stomach and my neck. Um, and I had these like lymph nodes that were sticking out of my neck. You could see across the room. It was pretty crazy. And um, me being very into health and nutrition and natural resources, first of all, and learning, I went on and started reading tons of books about cancer and nutrition and research. And um, I attempted to tackled this thing naturally. And you asked about the mindset, how to handle the news. Um, I saw it as a challenge, like, okay, this is my next challenge. It's not something I would have planned. I, I would have wanted or planned for, but this is the challenge and I'm going to get through it with help from my wife and my family and friends. And um, so we did. And I, and I tried to, to attack it naturally. I did a lot of different stuff and um, I ended up in so much excruciating pain in January that I ended up finally going into the hospital and starting uh, chemotherapy, which is something I had been trying to avoid because it is so toxic. I didn't want to put it in my body, but I did it. And I ended up doing two cycles of chemo over several weeks, January, February, March timeframe of this year. And it was definitely the most awful thing I've ever done, but I there were a lot of things I did to help me get through that and take care of my health otherwise, and take really a, an ownership approach to like owning my health and the entire journey um, that we can talk about. And, um, you know, it was really, really tough in the moment, but I eventually got through it. I got out of it in April um, and I've been slowly building up, getting stronger since then. You and I are recording this in September. I'm pretty much almost back to normal. I'm probably 98% and um, feeling great. You know, I lost all my hair. My hair's back now. Uh, and it was just, it was an incredible journey and one that I'm grateful for. I wouldn't have wanted it, um, but it has allowed me to, uh, I've shared a lot of the journey on social media and podcasts, and um, I think it's allowed me to hopefully help other people who might be going through similar things. So in what you did as far as mindset work ahead of time, what would you say that you went through and experienced and and all the training that you did that you know might help somebody who's going through like an identity challenge or a work challenge, marital problem, you know? Um, so I would say first and foremost, you've got to like kind of take stock and understand the situation you're in and think about how you got there and try to take responsibility for it. You know, I try to avoid being a victim, uh, which I think a lot of people go straight to like, Oh, you know, this life did this to me. Someone did this to me. Um, you know, it's not my fault. So 
can you start by taking responsibility? You know, how did this happen? What can I learn from this? Um, and I have, when I face a big challenge, I have three questions that I like to ask. Uh, number one is what's great about this because there are almost always silver linings to every challenge. Uh, now they're hard to find when you, you lose a loved one or you're facing cancer. Um, but another example is in 2020, you know, the global pandemic, it was hard for everybody, right? My whole business was selling and running in-person training programs. My whole business got shut down. But what was great about it was the silver lining was that I had been traveling a ton before that. I got two young kids and I've been home with my kids almost every day since then, since March, 2020, right? The last year and a half, it's been great. And I don't really want to go back. I'm getting a lot of virtual keynotes now. I haven't had to travel or haven't really chosen to travel for work in quite some time. Uh, so that was great. Number two question to ask is what can I learn from this? And so getting cancer allowed me to learn a lot of things about cancer and health and nutrition. And um, number three is what does this make possible? And a lot of times challenges come up, whether we lose our job or we face a health issue or some type of crisis that seem terrible in the moment, but they often open up new opportunities and make new things possible. So another example I give in my book is uh, in 2019, I was planning a conference uh, with a friend of mine named Bennett. Uh, and um, the conference was planned for November in 2019. And right a week before the conference, there were huge wildfires in Sonoma, California, where the conference was planned to be. And a week before the conference, they came into town and our hotel was evacuated. And they called us and said, we're leaving the hotel. Like, you can't have a conference here. And we had 150 people coming. It was sold out. And so we got to um, the opportunity to send an email to 150 people and say, Hey, the, the hotel's evacuated. This conference is not happening. We know you're flying in from all over. We have people come from all over North America, from the Caribbean islands, from the UK. Um, we need to postpone. And so we postponed it to January. And what was great about that, uh, or what it made possible, was that uh, we got all our speakers. There were a few people who had bought tickets who couldn't come, but there were several people who weren't able to come in November but we're able to buy tickets and come in January. And some of those people who came in January have become clients, have become supporters and champions of my work, have become good friends. And I never would have met them if it wasn't for that fire for that, you know, the, the change in the conference venue. And, you know, same with cancer. It's, it's opened up some new opportunities. Um, for instance, me being able to talk about it on podcasts like this, so that I can help other people who are going through similar things. So when you think about facing challenges like that, you know, start with curiosity, start by asking questions. Why is this happening? What can I do about it? What can I learn from it? Um, what opportunities might this open up? What can it make possible? Um, and then doing things to develop that resilient mindset. And, you know, when I talk about talking my book about having an ownership mindset, for me, that means it taking and making a big shift from the mindset that a lot of people have, the victim mindset of everything in life happens to me, uh, instead thinking everything in life happens for me. Everything that comes my way is an opportunity, no matter what it is, and then allows you to turn challenges into opportunities. You start to see everything as a blessing or an opportunity, whatever it may be. And it's really hard in certain circumstances, right? You lose a loved one, you get really sick, um, but there are opportunities to see it that way. And there are some silver linings, there are things you can do. Uh, and then the second thing that I go to for all of these troubled times is going back to gratitude. And gratitude is one of the most important things in my life. One of the things I like to talk about all the time, because I think it combats almost all the, the bad things that are going on, right? I mean, you always have, no matter what's going on in your life and your world, you always have things you can be grateful for. And so when I was going through chemotherapy and I had some really, really hard days, there were two things that I did almost every single day. Number one was I would um, meditate for 10 minutes every day, no matter what. And number two was that I would take out a journal and I'd write down my gratitude. 
my gratitude for my family, for my mom helping to take care of me, for all the friends who had been reaching out, for the great healthcare professionals, the nurses and doctors at the hospital where I was, um, for you know the ability to still walk around sometimes. I would try to take a walk every day. It wasn't always possible, uh, but I would do it. And um, But I would remember the gratitude, and I would start writing down that I'm grateful for this cancer experience. And when you can shift your mindset and you know almost trick yourself into thinking, wow, this is a great thing. This is a blessing. Right. Um, it shifts your mindset. It shifts your perspective. It shifts everything. And so I started writing that down and, and being more and more grateful for that experience. And it's turned out great for me because it, you know, first of all, I got back to health and there are many perspective is another thing to remember, right? There are many, 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 many people in much more difficult situations, right? With worse cancer diagnosis, with, um, you know, not great healthcare, uh, or not a great outlook, whatever it may be. Like I had it good. You know, let's be honest. I'm very, very lucky. Um, but going back to that gratitude and having that perspective can really help you get through some of those tough times. And the other thing was remembering the nature of impermanence. Most things don't last forever, um, and you will get through it. And then things will get better, right? It will take some time, but things will get better. And so I went back to that a lot. I have a good friend named Lauren Davis, who right before um, I went, or as I was starting to go through this, she told me about a tattoo she had that says, "This is how it is right now." So at my toughest days, I would remember that this is how it is right now. And I'm grateful for everything that I have, and I will make it through this. And I did. That's awesome. Hi, Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. So in order to get to that point, I mean, you've you've already gone through experiences to be able to write your book and to have that mindset going into the cancer situation. Like how did what did you traverse and how did you build up your mindset to be strong enough to to weather that and to n- not just weather it but come out strong on the other side? Yeah. So building up that mindset, I think it starts with small things and it really starts with your language. I think language is so important, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to others, how we perceive things. As I mentioned, mindset is really your perception. Is cancer the the end of the world or is it just a simple challenge that we're facing in our life? That's up to you, right? It's up to your perspective. In fact, there are like very few absolute truths in life. Most of what we experience in life comes down to our own perception, right? We get to decide what's good or bad. You lose your job. Uh, is that good or bad? I don't know. Maybe it leads to another opportunity that you never thought was possible, right? You burned out and, and dealt with some really serious stuff, right? Felt awful in the moment, but does it lead to you to go start a podcast and meet other people that you never would have met? Otherwise, right, it could create amazing opportunities or it could have been the wake up call you needed, you know, to get your health in order. So um, how we perceive things uh, comes down to us, right? It's our perception. So you practice that and, and start with really small things like, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic, right? Are, are you mad at them? Are you angry? I can't tell you how many times 
people and I probably was, you know, lost, like lost in space and wasn't paying attention. And maybe I cut somebody off or whatever. And, and somebody flips me off. Like they're like genuinely angry, right. About someone getting in front of them in traffic. And I just, I'm fascinated by that because when you really think about it, like who cares, right? Like maybe that person wasn't paying attention. Maybe they're having a bad day. And can you take this stuff in stride? So when you can start to laugh that off and go, Oh, so, you know, that person over there is not a very good driver. They got in front of me or, oh, I spilled this drink at home. I used to get so mad at myself. Now I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Um, stuff happens, right? My kids spilled a drink. It's okay. Stuff happens. You practice with those little things and you pay attention to the language you use. And one of the biggest shifts, one of the biggest shifts that I made has helped me, it helps other people is instead of saying, I have to do something, you say, I get to do something. And you remember that we all have personal choice. If you live in 90% of the world, you know, you live in a democratic country, um, you probably have free will and choice to kind of live your life how you want to. We forget that sometimes, right? I have to go to work. I have to work on this project. I have to do this. You don't have to do anything you don't want to, right? You actually get to do these things, right? When I saw this on my calendar, I didn't say, oh, I have to go do that interview with Mike. No, I get to do this. This is an amazing opportunity. And when you start you, you trade out that word have with get. Instead of I have to, I get to do this. Everything in your life becomes an opportunity, becomes a blessing. And it starts to seep into your mind that everything you get to do. And I say that with almost everything and it has absolutely changed things for me. Um, and so I really, really think language is such an important factor. Tony Robbins talks about that. He had a whole chapter in his book, Unleash the Power Within, which was a big um, game changer. Unwaken the, Awaken the Giant Within. Unleash the Power Within is the, is the seminar. Awaken the Giant Within is the book. Um, I remember reading about that years ago and thinking, wow, language. I didn't realize language is that important, but the little things, how we talk to ourselves and we say about ours, are we complaining? Are we being a victim or are we celebrating life? Are we taking responsibility and ownership? And are we seeing things as opportunities? And as you do that and do that and do that in practice, it builds up so that you can handle the big things when they come your way. Yeah. It, it is so small words, you know, like I've made choices in how I'm going forward from here. And uh, the difference between I can't eat this, or I choose not to eat this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can set off just a mental battle within you where it's, it's almost like that rebellious inside, right. you know, don't tell me child. I can't eat that. Exactly. <laughs> I want that chocolate, you know, even yeah. though it's going to put me in the hospital or, you know, right, right, right. Set you off in the wrong direction. It's, it, it's almost like a, a mental temper tantrum. Um, yeah. Instead of saying, you know, I don't eat that. Um, well, let me give you another example too, because um, when you do, once you do choose to something, do something, even if it's not something you really wanted to do, you can also shift your mindset. So as I mentioned earlier, I did not want to do chemotherapy. I saw, I read all the research. Um, it's toxic chemical. I didn't want it in my body. Um, but I got to a point where um, my wife and I decided we felt like it was something we had, we really needed to do. And so once I decided to do it, um, you know, and, and it was, it was my wife who was amazing at this, who suggested it to me that like, no matter what we decide, we go all in on that. And when we decide to do that, um, that's the course we're going to follow. So then we don't go complaining. I don't go in complaining every day. Oh, I have to do this. Instead. It's like, oh, I'm so lucky that the, you know, the medical technology exists that I get to, um, put this in my body that will kill the cancer cells and help me become healthier, you know, in the long run, like I get this opportunity. And so I feel blessed. I feel really, you know, this is a really great opportunity instead of, Oh God, I hate this. And I, and I, I had those moments, right. I mean, it was truly awful, 
but how we talk about it, how we think about it can really help us get through things with that, with the right mindset. Have you, as you've modeled and lived out having a positive mindset, you know, uh, what does this create as an opportunity for me? Have you seen that impact your children in what they take on and how they take things on? I think so. Um, you know, you are a father as well, right? And you know, and you've been a father longer than me. So you know, as well as I do, if not better, that um, we can tell our kids things all day long, right? But they really watch what we do, uh, not just what we say. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're starting to model that. I talk all the time about, um, you know, seeing things as opportunities, about practice being important. Uh, I'm really, really big on having a growth mindset, which comes from the book Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. And um, I try to, you know, my wife and I are aligned and trying to raise them with more of a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. So they believe that practice is important and we can always get better at things. There's no such thing as failure. There's only learning and growth. Um, so I talk about this stuff, but you know, they, they still, they're their own people. They're influenced by their peers. Um, it doesn't always, you know, sink in, but um, I just want to continue to continue to model that. And I see it, you know, from them sometimes they're like, yeah, I just need to practice this more or, um, you know, this is not a big deal. Or like I get mad about something and they'll be like, dad, this is not a big deal. Right. And like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, so I I won't say like, oh yes, I definitely see it, but it's, you know, I'm starting to see it little by little. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I've, I've experienced it as well as, is having been in that victim mindset, you know, that, that fixed mindset and then choosing to leave that and look at things differently from a growth perspective. It's like, I've seen it change my children. And that's where it's like, we have such power in how we live as to what, what example, what pattern we're going to set. And so, yeah, you also giving your children the space to call you out on that to me communicates that it's like, you've not only equipped them to see the difference, but you've also given them that space where it's safe to, to speak to you in that way. So that's huge because that's not something that that most of us model, you know, it's like, don't call me out on my, on my ears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not perfect. Right. But the other thing I would say too, is, and I learned this from other mentors, father, friends of mine, like be willing to admit your mistakes. Yeah. I did this and I made a mistake. I didn't act correctly here. Um, and, and I try to model taking responsibility for things I do right and wrong. And because I want them to do the same thing and own their mistakes and, and I always say like, okay, what can we learn from this? Like, how can we get better next time? Yeah, definitely. So as far as most of the folks that I've, I've talked to, they have like a morning and or evening routine. Um, you talked about having gratitude, you know, as part of your practice when you were, you know, going through chemo, do you have like a, a, a habit or a ritual that you kind of go through in one of those two timeframes? Yeah. I'm a big fan of the morning uh, of the morning routine. Um, I am a big fan of the miracle morning, which is a book by Hal Elrod. Um, that book uh, absolutely changed my life when I read it in January, 2016. I remember I heard him on a podcast and I had never read any personal development books, done any type of personal development. I was, I, I was already kind of a morning person, but I would like, you know, read the newspaper and do some work or something. And that changed my life because I started practicing a regular morning routine. I started meditating for the first time and I still practice the savers, his uh, routine that he talks about in the book, which is uh, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. Uh, so I start every day. I make some coffee. I meditate for 10 minutes. I usually go for a walk with my coffee and I'll uh, recite my affirmations, which are like things I want to remind myself about and kind of my top 10 goals for the year. And I memorize those and I recite those every day. And I find it's really helpful 
especially when you're really ambitious, you're an entrepreneur. Um, I've got a lot of things I want to accomplish. And when I recite those goals every day, chances are there'll be a couple of them where I'm like, I haven't made any progress on that in a while. Like, I, you know, so it's a good reminder, like, oh, I need to get back on that or I need to drop it for my goals. Um, and then I'll do some reading every morning, usually 15 or 20 minutes. Um, I've got a journal that I use um, to kind of track the progress towards my goals. I've been using the Freedom Journal by your friend, John Lee Dumas for um, since the Kickstarter, I don't know, five years or so. And uh, I have some other journals that I really like as well. And I've created my own, um, but I'm a big fan of using that to kind of uh, write my gratitude every day, uh, write my goals out for the day, uh, write my schedule out because I'm not very detail-oriented and I'll probably forget meetings if I don't write it down and be like, oh yeah, I've got this podcast interview with Mike Forrester later. Like I should, I should probably go to that. Um, you laugh, but I have missed many meetings. That's <laughs> before why I, I started, have my planner too. <laughs> before I started using the planner and writing it down. So it's bad. Um, and then I'll usually try to get some exercise throughout the day, you know, go to the gym five, six days a week, ride a bike, go to yoga. I'm a big yoga big, big yoga fan, um, lift weights, that sort of stuff. Um, and then, uh, my evening routine is I, I take out the same journal and I'll write down some notes from the day. What went well, what are my wins from the day? What didn't go well? What did I learn? What do I want to get done tomorrow? Um, and then I'll have, I'll do some more reading. I have a, you know, a fiction book usually at the bedside table and, and talk to my wife as well. Uh, so not a huge evening routine, but I usually have that journal to kind of jot things down and, and, um, and recount the day. And I think that's really important too, to have a way to rewind, unwind. Um, and again, like I like reading fiction at night. It's, it's like more relaxing. And I find sometimes when I don't read, it's harder for me to go to sleep. So it's just nice to be able to, to read a little bit. That's awesome. And the one thing that I want people to understand is that it's like, while this may be your routine and what's set out like in, in uh, miracle morning, yeah, it's a guide right? What works mm -hmm. for you works for me may not work for somebody else. What works for them may not work for me, but works for yeah. you. And so just like how we make cognizant, intentional decisions, that's the same thing. What fills you up, what helps you to be energized and focused. And while you and I have to write stuff down, somebody yeah. else may, may have that memory. That's a, you know, yeah, a mind trap. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's really good. It's uh, the whole point is like, start the day with some intention and some yes. time for yourself before you get into reaction mode, which is where I really, really like getting up before my kids. You know, I get up at like five 30, my kids usually get up around seven this morning. I got up earlier uh, so that I have that time to sit with some coffee, to read a book, to make some notes, to write my journal before they get up. And then I'm making them breakfast and taking them to school and all that sort of stuff to have that time to yourself, to work on yourself, your learning, your personal development um, before the day gets crazy. Yeah. And you walking with coffee, man, that, that will not work for me. I would end up wearing my coffee. <laughs> so, so just, a, just an example there to say, look, set something, be intentional. Like Andy said, it doesn't have to mirror or match what either of us are doing is laid out, but just have something in place. And it makes a huge difference. Um, Andy, so I know you've got the, the event coming up in November. With that, would you mind sharing how people can can look into that? And then how can they also get in touch with you more? Yeah. So uh, if you go to my website, um, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com, you know, that's the name of the book. And we've got free bonus resources there, including those three questions I mentioned earlier, uh, including um, one called the five steps to owning your career. Uh, I think I have my morning routine in there as well. You can go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. 
And uh, you put in your email, you get all that stuff for free. We're also going to send out information about the virtual summit, uh, which will be coming in early November. We've got a bunch of great speakers lined up uh, to help people truly own their career. A lot of great sessions. It's all free to sign up. Uh, there's some upgrade packages as well if you want to get more access, live Q&A and things like that. Uh, but it's free to sign up and, and attend you know, some of the sessions. And my whole goal with that is, to, as it is with you know, aligned with my whole mission, which is to help more people take ownership of their career, take ownership of their life, live life more intentionally, uh, and really get the most out of life, just like I'm trying to do every day. Uh, and so I want to share more perspectives, share more informa information, share more inspiration, uh, and help more people take ownership of their career. And again, it's it's free to sign up. Just go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. There should be information right there on the site. Yeah. And not to forget, he has two amazing podcasts. So like he talked about, check him out there. You want more tips, um, ways to, you know, just improve your career and your life. Definitely check out both of the podcasts. So Andy, thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing, um, you know, where you've come, how you got through the cancer, because I think for so many people, it's, it's the, you know, myself included, those things that have come up that trip us up and they become, you know, from a small little curb that's offset becomes like a large mountain in our way. And it's just our perspective and our mindset on it. And I appreciate you providing examples, how you've gone through that. And then again, how you're keeping yourself in a healthy state to continue on um, just driving the way you are. So I really appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate you giving me time uh, and a place to share some of this stuff. I hope it's helpful, you know, for people listening uh, remember, nobody cares more about your career or your life than you do. So you've got to be the one to set the vision for where you want to go, to set your goals, to make a plan, to start taking action. Um, if it's a major challenge or you know health, whatever it is, like you got to take ownership of that and be the one to to do every you know do the things that you need to do uh, to put yourself in a position to be more successful. So you know, take whatever the one or two things you have. Uh, takeaways from this and write them down and go take some action from that because nothing's going to happen unless you start taking action. Most definitely. Thank you again, my friend. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode and remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.